Take him to the wire. Take him to the wire. Take him to the wire. Welcome to Prince Trap by Trap, I'm your host Darren, and today we'll be talking about To The Wire, a creamy instrumental, uh, which was originally issued on the Cream Maxi CD single, um, and then was also included on the Diamonds and Pearls CD single that came out over here in the UK that was like a holographic uh, CD single, recorded between September and October 1991, uh, and released on the 9th of September 1991, obviously the, the, the recording dates are to do with the remixing um, you know, rather than the uh, the kind of recording, really. Uh, on the track, we have Prince and the MPG, which at this time is consisting of Tony M, Sonny T, Tommy Barbarella, Levi, Rosie Gaines, and Michael B. The track is 3 minutes 13, and joining me to talk about today is Gina Radcliffe. Hello, Gina. Hello. Now, I think in terms of like a genre, it's fairly easy to say that this is just like kind of like a dance remix. <laughs> um you know, with the words to the wire, take it to the wire, repeated quite a lot. And the little samples of um, Prince singing the word boogie and cream just kind of repeated over and over again. Yeah, this is definitely uh, your B-side of a single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, as discussed on um, Do Your Dance, I, I, you know, the first ever kind of like, um, you know, the first ever Prince track that I remember kind of hearing and wanting to own was Get Off. Um, and then one day, I don't know why, but a DJ played Do Your Dance, which was like the B-side from Cream, which I think was out at the time. Um, and I don't even know why that DJ played that, because essentially it was just like a CD B-side. Uh, but they played it, and I made a note of it on a post-it note, and I stuck it on my wall so I wouldn't forget. And <laughs> then I, f- I found out that it was also on the um, it was on the Diamonds and Pearls CD single, which had come out, I think, around like late November um, in the UK. And so I had requested uh, to my mom that, you know, I wanted... First of all, I wanted Diamonds and Pearls, you know, the, the album, because I was after the track Get Off. But also, I wanted the Diamonds and Pearls CD single. And this was despite the fact that I did not own a CD player, and I would not own a CD player for another seven years. <laughs> um, so, but, but such, was, such, my, such was my liking of the, tr- of the track Do Your Dance, um, that I was just like, I've, like, you know, I've got to, I've got, I really want to own that song, and that was the only way to own it. Uh, obviously, these days, you know, you just get it on iTunes or whatever, you know, <laughs> like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be that much of an issue. Uh, but back then I was like, you know, I've got to have this CD. Um, and, you know, it took another I, I got it for Christmas along with the, you know, the, the album of Diamonds and Pearls. And, you know, for like seven Christmases after that, I didn't have a CD player until Christmas 1998. I, I got a three CD changer, which I still have to this day. Uh, although the three CD changer no longer works. The motor in it. Well, I think the motor in it works, but the laser stopped working, you know. So you had to see. So, so you have to ago. like individually play. You only can play one CD at a time in it. Uh, oh, you can't play any CDs. You you put it in and the CDs will just go around and around uh, and around. They'll never, <laughs> the laser the laser never picks up that there's a CD in there for some reason. So did you when when you got the CD player? Did you did you pick up the uh, the 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 
Diamonds and Pearls single and was like, yes, finally. <laughs> uh, th- I mean, the thing is, my younger brother had already had a CD play for a number of years. So I had actually, you know, taped the, the CD, the you know, the tracks from there, which, you know, just the two B-sides basically onto a cassette single so I could listen to them. Uh, but obviously I was just listening to them at cassette quality. By, by the time I got to Christmas 98, I think I had, I don't know, I wouldn't say like a large CD collection, uh, because I think my my tape collection was still a lot bigger, um, but I I think I I had at least like a half dozen or at least a dozen CDs. Um, so with some there was a, there were a couple of albums. Uh, there was one uh, by a group called the Audience, all one word, all squished together, uh, which featured the the singer uh, Sophie Ellis Baxter, who's probably best known for um, uh, she she was the vocalist on uh, on a track by Spiller called Groove Jet. Uh, which which has the refrain if this ain't love um which beat victoria beckham to number one uh victoria beckham released a single and she f- she finished at number two and there was a whole thing between <laughs> sophia list vexter who you know sounds very posh and you know victoria beckham who was known as posh spice and there was like you know a battle of the poshes over here uh yeah doing that so i was gonna say that that completely that completely bypassed the u.s <laughs> i'm like <laughs> yeah. i'm like i'm like i know who victoria beckham is i'm just everything else like yeah no it's like static i'm like mm, yeah no I, I'm, I entirely missed yeah. all that uh, well uh, there, there was an album that she did with this this group called the audience and um before i owned a cd player again I bought the I bought the cassette copy of the album and I also bought the CD copy because it had a bonus disc that had other songs. Um, so despite the fact I didn't own a CD player, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to buy this CD copy of this album because once I do get a CD player at some point in my future, I'll at least be able to listen to the, the you know, the bonus tracks from that. Um, so that's another album I can remember owning before I own the CD player. Uh, but I like, you know, I basically had this this CD uh, mostly for the fact that it has like this holographic thing around the edge that said Diamonds and Pearls and Prince. Um, and obviously, you know, the Prince album also had like a holographic cover for Diamonds and Pearls like that. was I don't know why, but all of a sudden for like a year, he was big into holograms. Um, so but why wouldn't uh, you yeah, be? So I, They're awesome. I also remember there was some the the uh, the toys, the visionaries. Uh, if you remember those, it was, they were, like, I mean, it was only lasted like I don't know, like sixteen episodes or something, uh, and it was mostly there to sell a toy line. And the big selling point of their toy line was they had chest plates that had holograms on, um, and that was like you know that that was like the big selling point. Yeah, so I I don't know what uh, like I feel like holograms was like a really big kind of thing in the eighties. Oh yeah, yeah, know, definitely. Just. just yeah, just kind of like the hangover into the 90s and Prince was like, I'm doing an album cover, it's got to be holographic. So <laughs> it was like, you know, and that, that and I do have the holographic. Um, I still have that cassette of, you know, Diamonds and Pearls that I got for that Christmas in 1991. And uh, mostly I've kept it because it had the holographic cover, whereas the others, it was like a kind of yellowish with a holographic cover, whereas the, the proper cover was just like blue. And it was just like, a you know, a normal picture. Um so yeah, you know, I had this holiday. I had this CD, and you know, I uh, I I I listened to Do You Dance quite a lot. I would say I listened to The Wire slightly less, uh, just because it is kind of mostly a you know, it's just mostly the same couple of words over and over again. Um, but I think it's kind of a good example of like remixing in the in the like nineties, and how people felt that just taking like one line from a song and then turning that into another song. 
Um, and then having like, you know, just two single words, like just boogie and cream sampled and just playing them at like intervals throughout the song. Um, that was like how you did a remix. Um, and I think this this is an interesting song to listen to in that it is like a very good example of what remixing was within the kind of like 80s and 90s when people would take a song and just take random words and just play them over and over like on, you know, assign them to a key on a keyboard and just press that key over and over again. And that that was that was suddenly your new remix. Well, yeah, I think that the you know, the idea was that they were dance remixes. So if you're you're at the club or something, like that, you're not really paying much attention to the lyrics anyway. So I, I don't you know, when, when I used to go, you know, dancing as a young person i don't i don't think i ever stopped and said to the people i was dancing with hey did you ever notice they're just saying the same words over and over again <laughs> like that never like that never you know that that was rarely rarely remarked upon you, you could get away with that for a, a dance remix of the song yeah and and it's worth it's worth noting as well that you know like um for for the for the get off like um you know uh again like kind of like the maxi single or some of the um you know the the kind of like 12 inches and stuff uh, there is like there's like an eight and a half minute version of Get Off, um, and there's like a seven and a half minute version, uh, and the, and there's one which is called the House Style Get Off, which is you know eight minutes twenty and has like a slightly different back in. Um, so like the idea of having like these you know almost nine minute remixes of songs was something that was quite common, and I think a bit of a holdover from like you know uh, disco through to kind of like you know house music of the kind of late eighties. Where you know just having like really really long remixes <laughs> seems to be something that people like. The, if you if you if you search around on YouTube, you can find like really long remixes of like anything that Sheik did, um, and that you can find like twelve minute remixes of stuff. And it's just kind of like the riff for like eight minutes, and you have like the verse at the beginning, and you might have a chorus at the end, but in between, it's just literally you know eight to ten minutes of the same riff over and over again with occasional like slight variations in like the drums or something um and that's like i don't know i just find that funny that people were almost like well you know people are going to be in the club it's going to be loud they're going to be you know out of their minds either drunk or on or high on something just play the same thing for 10 minutes nobody nobody's paying attention (laughs) yeah i was gonna say it's it's the perfect soundtrack for when you are you know in a in a bath in a filthy bathroom trying to to score some cocaine yeah (laughs) although you know i would think that this is you know to me because this reminds me of my childhood i would like to think this is slightly more innocent to the wire you know it's like um, you know, it doesn't remind me of yeah, anything. Yeah, you, like you at, 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 a at 12 or however old you are, you probably were not scoring cocaine in a filthy club bathroom no, anywhere. No, no. And this song isn't even <laughs> isn't even one of those like really long remixes. It's only like three minutes. But I guess if all you're having is the words take it to the wire and the words cream and boogie over and over again, I guess those three minutes can seem a little bit longer. Um, you know, and there is one tiny bit, which is, you know, we have the, you know, get on top, you will cop, which, you know, obviously is, uh, you know, probably along with the, the cream and boogie parts are, you know, taken from cream. Um, but then there's a little thing which says, you know, things have got to change. And that is actually a sample from, uh, one of the other B sides, which is on the, you know, the cream maxi single, which is called things have got to change. <laughs> and it's, it's basically <laughs> Tony M rapping, uh, over the kind of cream riff um and you know just kind of uh you know with some kind of like you know social consciousness stuff um and it's basically just the main riff of cream but with you know a brand new rap over the top um and some of that rap is then used in uh, my name is prince 
Um, so there's, you know, this is around the time where Prince is kind of reusing and remixing stuff quite a lot. But yeah, I don't know. For me, sentimental value, I would say this is a four out of five. But you know, that's just because it reminds me of like becoming a Prince fan. Um, and I, I feel like I, I still like, you know, if I listen to Do Your Dance, I will immediately listen to this right after it because I just kind of associate them as being, you know, two songs that I heard together, you know, in the early 90s. Um, so, it, you know, it kind of takes me back, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't have that same sentimental attachment that you do, but, but you know, I would consider it filler, but, but good filler. So I'm going to give it about a three. So, I mean, you know, I feel like we said about as much as anyone's ever going to say about To The Wire. And to be honest with you, I only really wanted to do this episode just to kind of have everything covered from, you know, the period when I became a Prince fan. And, you know, I've already covered Horny Pony and To Do Your Dance. So this is effectively like the last thing that I had to cover. Uh, to, you know, basically cover all the bases for the stuff that made me a Prince fan in the early 90s. Um, and like I said, you know, it mostly has sentimental value for me, but I could imagine for most of the Prince fans, they were probably wondering themselves, why has this person decided to talk about this song? Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's because this is my podcast and uh, I'm the one who became a Prince fan listening to this stuff. So uh, I just wanted to have a, a kind of a, a break in all the kind of stuff from Prince's later, you know, era to just kind of talk about something from when i became a prince fan um you know so uh, i don't think anyone else is going to say this much about to the wire creamy instrumental ever again so uh let's go to plugs is there anything that you wish to plug gina i am the co-host of the kill by kill podcast in which we talk about horror movies according to the characters uh we have just gotten into a nightmare on elm street part two freddy's revenge um, I am also uh, a writer for The Spool. I do uh, film and TV writing. And I have my own website at, uh, in which I write about old television and movies and pop culture at GinaRadcliffe.com. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter for Prince Podcast. Or you could email us, not sure where you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Gina. Thank you. And otherwise, take it to the wire. Yeah.